Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Okay, we're going to continue this roster talk. Hopefully you caught yesterday's episode, episode 291. I outlined the free agent additions the Rams should make prior to the 2024 season. And I also provided a blueprint of what the Rams should do in the NFL draft, what positions they should draft. And I actually gave some names, just some names as placeholders, really. But today we're going to continue that discussion And then at the end here, I will share my Week 11 Power Rankings. So, we have our free agent additions, Brian Burns, Greg the Leg, and Shadobi Awuzie, the cornerback, and of course the seven draft picks. I know we have more than that, but as I mentioned in the previous podcast, rather than maximizing the number of draft picks in 2024, I think the Rams should and will move up a little bit in the draft try to maximize the quality of the players, specifically getting up into the fourth round. So let's talk about this 2024 roster. I'll start by talking about the guys that aren't coming back. John Johnson III brought over for a one-year deal. I'm not sure why. Insurance, I guess, in case Yeast or Fuller got hurt. Duke Shelley. I have him moving on, although the Rams might prefer him over Darion Kendrick at this point. Troy Reader, he was brought over due to the injury to Ernest Jones, just needed bodies there. Zach Thomas, he got his chance and failed miserably. Don't see the point of bringing him back onto the 53-man roster anyways. Tremaine Ankrum, a player I had high hopes for. Not sure if he's going to get a chance to start elsewhere, but that's probably what he's shooting for. Now, if the Rams were to release Brian Allen and or Joseph Nopum, that would probably open the door for retaining Tremaine Ankrum. The kicker, Lucas Haversick, 
Now, we have to see more from him the rest of this year. Hey, maybe he's the guy. But as I already mentioned, I propose the Rams bring back Greg Deleg. But hey, let's see what Haversick does the rest of this year. It would definitely be a good thing if we could determine that Haversick is the guy and we don't have to go get a free agent kicker. Daryl Henderson, he will not be back. Bryson Hopkins, kind of in that Tremaine Ankrum mode of, hey, he's got to be ready to move on someplace where he has a chance of getting on the field and getting some targets. Demarcus Robinson, that has been a wash this year. Royce Freeman, yeah, you know, I like what he's done this year, but not enough to bring him back. Not enough to see him in a Rams uniform next year. Lorel Murchison is another guy I like, but I just don't see him as a top six defensive lineman for the Rams. I could see him ending up on the practice squad, as well as Ernest Brown the fourth. If the Rams end up carrying seven defensive linemen, maybe one of these guys is on it at the expense of another position group, though. Let's talk about this roster position group by position group, and I'm going to start with the defensive line, and I'm going to roll this into the edge rushers as well. It's a little complicated here, but on the defensive line, Aaron Donald, Kobe Turner, Bobby Brown the third, Jonah Williams, and our rookie draft pick Keith Randolph, all in the mix, of course. The guys that are up in the air a little bit here are Deshaun Johnson as the sixth defensive lineman. Could he get bumped by Laurel Murchison? Absolutely, but I have Johnson written in here. But only six defensive linemen. Could we carry a seventh? Yes, and this is where it gets a little complicated when we start talking about the edge rushers. Brian Burns and Byron Young are the guys, backed up by O'Shawn Mathis and Zach Van Valkenburg. Then we have Nick Hampton. What to make of Nick Hampton? He's been inactive a lot recently, indicates the Rams are leaning more towards Van Valkenburg and Mathis as potential contributors down the road. But I also think the Rams are going to carry Michael Hoyt. He's very versatile. If you're carrying six defensive linemen and Michael Hoyt, that might make sense. Or do you not carry Nick Hampton and you bring back Laurel Murchison instead? I know I'm hedging my bets on these two groups. Hey, it's four plus months out. Give me a break. The linebacker group, Ernest Jones, Christian Roseboom, the rookie Omar Spites, and then Jake Hummel. Could the Rams move on from Jake Hummel? Yeah, I suppose. Good special teams player, though, so I'll roll with those four guys for now. On the back end, I have 11 defensive backs. The starting cornerbacks would be Awuzi and Akilah Witherspoon, the slot corner, Kobe Durant, and the backups, rookie Terion Arnold, second-year player Trey Tomlinson, and Darion Kendrick. Kendrick's probably the player that's most at risk here. And the safeties, the starters, Russ Yeast and Jordan Fuller, backed up by Jason Taylor II and Quentin Lake. And the rookie draft pick out of Georgia, Tyke Smith. Hopefully those two guys will get along. Smith from Georgia and Arnold from Alabama will let them sort that out. Special teams is pretty easy. We have Greg the Leg. Ethan Evans and Alex Ward. Hey, you know what? Alex Ward has turned out to be a gem. Kind of saw that coming. The best long snapper available in the draft last year. Rams got him as an undrafted free agent, and he has been solid. Solid group. 
Evans, Ward, and Greg the Leg. Now let's talk about the offensive line. How about this starting group? Joe Alt, Steve Avila, Coleman Shelton, Kevin Dotson, and Rob Havenstein. I like the sound of that so much, I'm going to say it once more. Joe Alt, Steve Avila, Coleman Shelton, Kevin Dotson, and Rob Havenstein. That is a solid group. And we have some backups with starting experience, Alaric Jackson, Joseph Noteboom, and Brian Allen, and throw in Warren McClendon. I'd like to see McClendon get some snaps this year, see what we have there. Now, in reality, I don't expect both Allen and Noteboom to come back, but I would be okay with that. I would argue for that. Offensive line, such an important unit. We need the depth there, and this is a really good group of nine offensive linemen. Love it. The tight end group. Now, I said earlier that it was solid. It's really solid, but unspectacular. Tyler Higby. Now, we're hearing that his underperformance in recent games has been due to some injuries, some nagging injuries he's had. But he comes back, already got the renewal. Hunter Long and Davis Allen, the backups. Bryson Hopkins moving on, as I said. The wide receiver group. Now, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and Tutu Atwell. It's a pretty good group, but You know, Cooper Cup, 31 years old. He's not going to be around forever. We need to improve this group. Could the Rants possibly spend big-time money and bring in someone like Mike Evans? It's possible, but I doubt it. I have them drafting Malachi Corley or someone like him. Maybe Brian Thomas, the wide receiver out of LSU. Ben Skaronic, you know, he's kind of a 230-pound gadget wide receiver. Great blocker, good special teams player. Bring him in for jet sweeps. (laughs) Man, it's painful to say that. He's a good fourth or fifth guy to come off the bench. Austin Trammell, he could be back. I have him on this roster as well. But just goes to show you how vulnerable this unit is. Pukunakua plays a very physical style of wide receiver. Tutu Atwell, very light. Seems like he'd be vulnerable to getting dinged up as well. And then 31-year-old Cooper Cup with a handful of injuries he's had to deal with over the years. I'm rolling with just a draft pick in the third or fourth round for a wide receiver, but there's an outside chance the Rams improve this group through free agency. We get to the running backs, Zach Evans, Kyron Williams, Ronnie Rivers, and a draft pick. I have them drafting the running back Blake Watson out of Memphis, Daryl Henderson's school, by the way. Another running back I like, Ray Davis out of Kentucky. He could be available very late in the draft as well. And the last group we'll talk about, the quarterback group. Hey, they could go a lot of different ways, but hopefully they open the season with a reliable backup once and for all. I'm guessing Stetson Bennett is back. Your guess is as good as mine, though. So I got Stafford, Bennett, and hey, why not Carson Wentz or a similar veteran? In November of 2023, I'll name Carson Wentz to this roster. So there you have it, my 53-man roster for the Los Angeles Rams. When all is said and done, the group I'm most concerned about is actually wide receiver as I look at this. Maybe they spend some money there as well. We'll talk about this more as we go on, but that is it for now. My Rams 2024 opening day roster as of November 2023. Up next, our power rankings. 
Hey, let's get into my Rams Up Power Rankings heading into week 11. I have a couple of new teams entering my top 10. Number 10, the Cleveland Browns, 6-3. They pulled off that crazy win over the Ravens. I don't know how they do it. Their, their offense leaves a lot to be desired. Really good defense. And we'll talk about the Ravens giving away another game here in a second. But the Browns, my new one of the two new teams in my top 10, they play the Steelers next week. And by the way, I have three teams in my green room, including the Steelers and the Vikings and Seahawks as well. Outside looking in, they have some proven to do from my perspective. And my number nine team saw this coming a, a few weeks out. The Houston Texans, five and four. C.J. Stroud is incredible. A rookie quarterback that's in the MVP discussion, and he deserves it. Feisty team, they play at Baltimore, and that's going to be a really interesting game. I suspect the Ravens will take care of business there, but do not discount the Houston Texans. I probably should have had them in the top 10 a couple weeks ago. And with the Texans and Browns entering the top 10, two teams dropping out, the Bengals lose. Uh, a, they're on a roll, and then they lose this one to the Texans at home. Uh, Got to ding them for that. And then the Bills I, you know, I just think we all assume the Bills are going to be there in the end, but they are not playing good football, just giving the ball away over and over again. They lose at home to a very mediocre Denver team. Uh, yeah, the Bills are out of my top 10 entirely. Who is my number eight team? My number five and eight teams from last week flip-flopped. The Jaguars come in at eight with a six and three record. Uh, dropping three spots after being demolished by the 49ers. Both teams came off a bye. The NFL needs to do that more often, but clearly it was a bigger advantage for the 49ers. Plus, they're getting healthy. Debo Samuel back. Um, they looked really, really good. As difficult as it is for me to say that, the 49ers break the three-game losing streak and looked really impressive. And we'll talk about them in a minute, but they only jump up to number five. I was tempted to move them up even more, but they did have a three-game losing streak. And uh, I, I'm still, maybe I'm uh, I'm uh, thinking with my heart more than my head here, but not going to put them higher than number five. Uh, the Jags host the Titans next week, by the way, and I think they'll get back on track there. My number seven team, the Dallas Cowboys, six and three, they demolished the Giants, which is kind of like Florida State playing North Alabama, right? It doesn't tell me a whole lot. So the Cowboys uh, move up a couple spots, though, and they have another easy out next week. They travel to Carolina. My number six team holding steady at number six, the Detroit Lions, seven and two. Um, they play, they host the Bears next week. And they got a big win at SoFi against the Chargers. I knew that was going to be a really entertaining game, and it was. Um, but Lions figured it out. Wasn't an overly impressive defensive performance on their part, though. My number five team, the 49ers, like I said, break that three-game losing streak, get back on track. They're 6-3. and three. They host the Buccaneers next week. And, you know, they're a scary team, man. That defensive line, uh, keep adding to it. <laughs> 
Randy Gregory, Chase Young. They added Javon Hargrave in the offseason. Already had Nick Boza, Eric Armstead. Man, scary team on both sides of the ball. They just need to stay healthy. And if they do, I suspect it'll be them and the Eagles and perhaps the Lions here uh, in the NFC Championship game. Now, my number four team, the Baltimore Ravens, 7-3. and three. They drop from number two to number four. They host the Bengals next week. Both teams coming off a loss. And this is the thing about the Ravens. I didn't ding them too much because you look at their three losses. That was uh, the one to the Colts in overtime. Matt Gay kicked four 50-yard field goals. That game with the Steelers, man, they just blew that at the end. And then they blew this one against the Browns at the end. They could very easily be 10-0. And if they figure out how to just close the deal in some of these games, they might be the best team in the AFC, actually. But I got to ding them a little bit for losing to the Browns. Um, But I'd have no problem if you were to argue that the best team in the NFL right now. My number three team, the Miami Dolphins. And um, they had a bye, uh, scary good team on offense. But, you know, they've lost some key games. They lost to the Bills. And, you know, Bills are out of my top 10 now. But still, um, they got that game with the Raiders at home against the Raiders. And the Raiders are on a little bit of an uptick after uh, moving on from their coach there. So that could be a fun game. The big game next week is my number two team playing my number one team. My number two team, the Chiefs, seven and two. My number one team, the Eagles, eight and one. That is going to be prime time, uh, must watch TV. I don't know who I'm picking in this one yet. Probably leaning towards the Eagles because the Chiefs are still missing a little something, I think. Uh, but so are the Eagles. So this will tell us a lot about where both these teams are. I. It's going to be a a heck of a game, a really close game. And uh, the winner will be my new number one team, right? They have to be. So that's my Rams up week 11, heading into week 11, uh, top 10. And uh, I I suspect there will be some more shuffling at the top, especially between my number one and two team, potentially Chiefs leapfrog and the Eagles if they can pull off the win there at home. So big advantage for the Chiefs there. That's it out here for now from Ramsa. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.